Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of The Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Oh, I'm so happy to be with you again. I love our weekly get-together. And as you know, for me, it's early morning in L.A. It's drive time, L.A. time. So I've got my cup of tea. I hope you have yours. And I'll also just say a reminder before I pray us in that uh, you can get the app for your smartphone and listen to the show live on your phone. And of course, you can get all the downloads. I believe this is episode number 42, 42. And uh, you can get all the downloads for free at iTunes. So you can tell your friends that as well. And um, today we're going to have Rhonda Britton, author and uh, TV uh, life coach and uh Beautiful, beautiful spirit, long, long time Course in Miracles student. She's going to be joining us here in just a minute. And uh, as you know, last week we had Gary Renard. The week before we had David Hoffmeister. And, uh, of course, in the archives, lots of great people, including uh, John Mundy, Kim Wapnick, etc. So go and get those free downloads from iTunes. And if you like the show and you value it, I'm going to ask you please to write a review at iTunes because the more reviews the show gets, the more people find it uh, because iTunes then promotes it. So if you find it helpful, if it's one of your spiritual tools and you enjoy listening to it, please write a review and let other people know what you think because that's what really matters to iTunes and to the listeners. I know I always read reviews for products and things all the time. I always like to know what the what the people think. So here we go. Let's begin with a prayer. And I invite you to turn within and take that breath of gratitude with me. A breath of love and gratitude as we remember our true identity. I invite you to place your hand on your heart as I am doing, remembering that the kingdom is within and that anything that we think we're seeking outside of ourselves, the key to it, the key to its activation, the key to its realization is within our heart. It's already pre-installed and we're activating it right now. We're consciously placing on the holy altar fire of divine love any sense of needing or wanting, any sense of lack or limitation, all thoughts of separation. We're making a holy offering of them right now. We're opening our hearts and minds to a life of love, transforming the habits of fear into the habits of love. And I call forth a blessing for myself, for Rhonda, for each one of us, that we are the two or more who are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ presence. And so we're calling forth a healing, we're calling forth expansion, and we're accepting it right now, partnering up with the higher Holy Spirit self, invoking divine grace into our awareness. We're grateful that we can and we do share the benefits of our healing and our expansion with everyone because we're one with them. Knowing that we are blessed, we let it be. And so it is. Amen. 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 So as you can hear, my my voice is a little compromised. I'm 
camping in Vermont, and I've kind of been pushing myself hard for the last few days to uh, and uh, to get here, etc. And so, when that happens, sometimes my body. I also think that with I know I did some uh, really intense um, calling forth blessings and recalibration. We've had such powerful. Uh, moments here with um, the the first summer solstice of the Aquarian age that was a couple weeks ago. So all of that I think is affecting my throat chakra. So just to say, I'm really glad I have a wonderful guest here, and I love to listen to her. And that's Rhonda Britton, the author of Fearless Living, Fearless Loving, and more books. She is so well known to us. We love her. She's a powerful Course in Miracles student and teacher. And uh, Rhonda, are you there? I am, I am. What a beautiful prayer. Oh, what a way to be with you this morning. What a joy. (laughs) Yes, thank you. Now, Rhonda, the first time I saw or knew of Rhonda, she uh, was a practitioner at Agape when I was training to be a practitioner there. And so I remember seeing her at Agape back then. So that was back in the nineties. And um and then Rhonda, you've you've had such an amazing journey and you've you've really had amazing success in the world. And what's more valuable, I think, for most of us is you've had amazing success in your life and your heart. Now, there may be some people who are not familiar with your work and your life, but I know you were on in our class, Living a Course in Miracles, and some of the folks listening are part of that, and they may have missed your session. And I'll just, if you did, Rhonda gave us a beautiful, beautiful class on on how to transform fear, how to work with fear, how to come back to our loving heart. And you live such a perfect and beautiful example of how to do that. It's not been easy for you. It's been very challenging. And you really attribute your work with A Course in Miracles to uh, that way in to, to your heart and to accepting your connection with God and, and out of the fear and the, the loneliness, the addiction and all of that stuff. So in, in our, our, I was going to say in our class today, but we're not in a class today. We're in the radio show. Um, <laughs> in the show today. Same thing, I, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it is because we're always, we're always sharing and demonstrating the efficacy of choosing love. So, I'm just trying to figure out where to begin. I thought I knew, but now I'm feeling like um, if you could just share with people that you started from a place where you really, you were mad at God. You started studying Course in Miracles from that place. And talk a little bit about that, because I think that is so helpful to people understand, because they they feel angry at God, and they feel guilty about that, and uh, they don't know what to do. I think being, uh, you know, I think being mad at God is an incredible transformational experience um, because, you know, being mad at God means, you know, if you're mad at God, it means that you have a relationship with God, and it means that you probably really love God, and something occurred that that trust was broken, or you know, you felt betrayed, or you felt hurt. I know that's how I felt. I felt like it was. I felt like God was testing me. And I didn't like the test, right? I didn't like the test. The test, like, are you kidding? This is the test. And um, what you're referring to, Jennifer, is, you know, I think all of us have, I don't care what our lives, uh, what other people think of our lives. I think for us individually, we have our own uh, spiritual pathway. And that spiritual pathway to help us deepen and to help us embody what we truly want to believe, we may not believe it fully, but we want to believe it. We, we say we want to believe it. Um, I believe that God provides us with all the things we need in order to deepen us in a spiritual manner. So what you're referring to um, is when I was uh, 14 years old, I had the horrific experience. Oh, wait, before I say it, I, I, before, when I was 14 years old, I had just 
Jennifer told my parents that I was going to be a minister. Like, you know, I was, I was the girl at four, you know, seriously, I was the girl at 14 that would knit you a homemade scarf for Christmas and stuff Jesus pamphlets in there. Okay. Like that's <laughs> how, like literally I'd walk around with pamphlets at 14 because, you know, I was absolutely enthralled and in love with God. I mean, I remember, I remember at 14, feeling so connected to God. I mean, I just, I just remember that feeling. And, um, I, I remember today, like just saying it right now, I just remember that, Oh God, I just loved God so much. And I remember going to my mother and saying, mom, I am going to be a minister. Now my mother, I sing, I, I, I always uh, sung and my mother always, uh, wanted me to be a minister's wife, right? She wanted to sing, like, Oh, be a minister's wife. So the fact that I went to her and went, Mom, I'm going to be a minister. She was like, oh, I thought you are going to be in Oh, my gosh. You know, I can't believe it, right? She was so like, oh, you have to change your name. You're going to be the minister, right? So, so you know, my mother was thrilled that I was going to be a minister, right? And um, so, you know, I that's where my level of dedication, I just really want people to hear that my level of dedication was so, like I was so in love with God. And I'd walk around with my Jesus pamphlets. And, um and I started a youth group at my church and such. And so after I did that, a few months later, it was, it was Father's Day. My parents had separated after that. My parents separated. And um, it was Father's Day. My father was coming over to take us to brunch. And um, as he was getting his coat out of the car to take it to brunch with us, my mother and I were out in the driveway with him about to get in the car. And my sisters were in the house. And as my father grabbed his coat, he didn't grab a coat, but he grabbed a gun. And he started screaming at my mother, you made me do this, you made me do this, and he fired. And he, the bullet, first bullet went through my mother's abdomen. And then my, mother, my father grabbed a gun and looked, you know, cocked a gun and pointed it at me. And I really believed that he was going to kill me in that moment. My father had strangled me tried to strangle me when I was 12. And here it was two years later with a gun in my face. I absolutely had no doubt that he was about to kill me. And he, I blinked, you know, he blinked. We're like blinking at each other, just staring, completely silent. And my mother, mm. like literally with her, with like her last strength, I mean, I'm not, I mean, just literally mm. starts screaming no. And my father, the gun, the bullet, in that chamber for me, my father turned and shot her again. And that second bullet went through my mother and landed in the car horn, and the horn just went off for the next 20 minutes. Just, uh, that's all you heard throughout the neighborhood. And then my father came running right towards me, literally like two feet from me, got on his knees, put the gun to his head and fired. So I was the only witness to my father murdering my mother and committing suicide. And, 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 and I felt like it was my fault. I was the only one out there. I should have grabbed a gun. I should have jumped in front of my mother. I mean, I should have done something heroic, right? Like I, you know, right. watch all the movies and all of a sudden, you know, you know, I'd save her, right? In the movie, I'd save her, right? You know, I'd overcome my father and, you know, the, the strength of God would come through me and I would, you know, you know, save everybody there, right? And none of that happened. I just froze, screaming, stop, stop, stop. And... When that happened, I ran into my mother's room, her bedroom, and got on my knees. My first response was prayer. Immediately got on my knees and started praying, God, please, God, please, please, God. Keep my mother alive, please, God. Please, God. And if you keep her alive, I will devote my life to you. And if you don't, I don't know. I can't promise you anything. Mm -hmm. Now, I understand that's a prayer beseeching, and I understand, you know, I understand the spiritual significance of that prayer. Yet, yet as a 14-year-old, that's the only prayer I had. Please, oh please. My beseeching prayer was all I had. And when my mother died, you know, a few minutes later, um, or even before, as I was saying that prayer, she could have been dying, right? She could have been dead. I, and she died, I, re- I believed that that was a test from God. I believed that I had just devoted my life to God. I had just told my mother. I had just said it. I had 
just stood and, you know, I had heard somebody say, God doesn't give you a, you know, a, God doesn't give you a, a, a journey. God doesn't give you a, a, a problem that you can't solve. And I remember thinking to myself, Jennifer, this God, God gives two hard problems. You know, I, I, I can't do, uh, this is not right. This, if this is the kind of test God gives, then I'm out. You know, I, I, I'm out. So I told God that I loved him. I never quit loving God, um, even when I was angry at God. But I decided that day that God could not be trusted. God could not be trusted mm. with my faith. God couldn't be trusted with my heart. God couldn't be trusted with my life. So I put a line in the sand between me and God. And I said, I love you, but you stay over there and I'm going to stay over here because your tests are too great. You ask too much of me. This, 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 is, this is wrong. And that is how I lived for the next 20 years with God on one side, me on another. And, and during that 20 years, I, I tried to kill myself three times. I used alcohol. I had nightmares every single night. Um, uh, I, I, I had so many fears. And again, my fears didn't start with my father killing my mother and killing himself. My fears started way beyond that. I don't believe that fear starts with a particular event in your life. I believe that we, we have fear and love within us from the moment we're conceived. And, and we have choices every minute. And it took me 20 years to come back to God. And, um, oh. you know, it was, it, you know, I, I'm sure everybody who's, who's listening right now can relate, you know, perhaps on some level to that feeling like God is just, his tests are too much, right? And those yes. tests was just overwhelming. And, you're right, you know, it took me 20 years, and I couldn't utter God's name until I started The Course of Miracles. I, I could not utter, utter God's name. After that, it really became like energy, light. I had to say anything but the word God. Like, the saying the word God was like, I can't do it. I'd hear people say God, and I'd be like, energy, light, universal, spirit, whatever, not God. <laughs> Forget God. it's true you know just saying the word god just brought up all that like how betrayed i felt so you know it was really when i started the course that i healed my relationship with god which i i i am very happy to share well and i we're going to talk about that next phase of your life in our in the next phase of our show here and it's time for us to move to a break and i'm just going to remind everybody i'm jennifer hadley with Rhonda Britton, author of fearless living and fearless loving two different books there don't want to confuse you and this is a course in miracles we are walking the talk and living the love right here on unity online radio we'll be right back Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So I'm here today with Rhonda Britton. And she is the author of some wonderful books, including the book Fearless Living and also the book Fearless Loving. Uh, she's been on television for years. She's, she's our, our personal life coach. And um, Rhonda, I know people are going to want to know more about you and how to contact you. Can you give them your website information? Absolutely. It's Rhonda Britton, R-H-O-N-D-A, B as in boy, R-I-T-T-E-N. That's Britton with E-N-T-E-T-T-E-N dot com. So just go to RhondaBritton.com. And on the 
homepage of RhondaBritton.com, you can sign up for the five life mistakes. And that is five things that I talk about where we are error in our thinking, right? Error in our being, error in the way that we perceive the world, right? So, so I love that my work, you know, well, let's put it this way. It's called fearless living, right? So everybody can probably guess my journey is really uh, A Course in Miracles based. It really is fear versus love. So um, get those five life mistakes, five life mistakes at RhondaBritton.com, and I will look forward to sharing a little bit more of the work that I do moving people from fear to love. You know, even though I may not, you know, say that on my website everywhere, you know, fear to love, fear to love, as in all of Course in Miracles. <laughs> you know, you're right. Like, I don't go fear to fear, fear to love. Um, yet, it really was the Course that brought me back to God, you know, and, and I can say that with so much love. And how did you get introduced to the Course? How did you become such a devoted student? You know, it was when I was at, you know, my height of my pain, right? At the height of pain, you know, God gives us, God gives us lovely messengers. And like I said, I had tried to kill myself three times. I had used alcohol. I had nightmares every single night. And um, it was the, uh, it was the 20th anniversary of my parents' death coming up. And, um, you know, I was so... I, I, I wanted, I, I, you know, I was, I was going to inner child work and I was, you know, I was reading books and I was you know, trying to go to therapy and go to workshops. And fundamentally, that was all wonderful and delightful and it was great tools and it was great healing moments, but nothing fundamentally made me feel better about myself. And so mm-hmm. a friend of mine, I was working, I was working at a bar as a cocktail waitress and uh, my, one of my friends was a real Course in Miracles gal, and she said, hey, come to the course with me. And I was always up, I was always one up for, you know, whatever's the next greatest thing, hoping that that would help me feel better about my life and feel better about me. Because I really did live two lives. On one hand, if you met me, you'd probably think that I was, you know, confident and high self-esteem because I was, you know, I was, I was still friendly and I was, you know, still smart and, right. you know, still ambitious, right? And unless you talked to me for a period of time, you didn't know how I was riddled with uh, true, you know, that how fear showed up in my life. You didn't know that, you know, I had negative self-talk and you didn't know that I, uh, you know, beat myself up and you didn't know that I really struggled with uh, success. You know, it was between failure and success, failure and success. I'd have a moment of feeling success and then I would be failure, right? So I'd go back between those earthly planes of judging myself. And so my friend was like, I'm going to go to miracles. And I'm like, what's that? She's like, come. It's so much fun. And she made it sound so much fun, right? And I was like, okay. And so I go unbeknownst to me to this thing called Course, you know, Course in Miracles and at Marianne, with Marianne Williamson. And mm-hmm. um, I remember it was a Tuesday night and I... <sighs> I just think I, I'm getting an image in my mind right now of a lamb, you know, this innocent lamb going, oh, I'm going to go to Course in Miracles just have fun. And no, what it did is, you know, Marianne's talking about God this, God that, God this, God this, and using the word God every minute of the day. And I was like, oh, my God. I worked overtime in that session going, spirit, God, you know, universe, universal light, spirit, spirit, universal light, energy, energy. You know, she just kept saying the word God. And... um <laughs> And she, you know, she kept talking about the spirit versus love and the course and all the principles. And I loved it. Like, I felt like I had come home, right? Like, I felt like I'd come home, except this word God kept showing up, right? Like I said. And I um, just kept going. You know, I, I kept going week after week, week after week. And um, I remember just raising my hand, she would always have a question and answer after her talk, and I raised my hand, and I said, yes, but, and I never told anybody what happened to me, because I didn't want to be ostracized like I had been when I was growing up. After my parents died, I was ostracized. Uh, My relatives and family, friends, you know, didn't really come to our rescue in any sort of way, or didn't help us in any way. It was me and my two sisters uh, 
really taking care of ourselves. So to talk about what happened to me was not ever a pleasant ending. But I remember my pain was so great at this time that I didn't care and I just wanted help. And so I stood up and Marianne called on me and I said to her, I had this horrific thing happen to me and, you know, I, mm. I, can't trust, I can't trust God again, right? And she said to me, um, how great is your pain will be the great as your rise. You know, like God yes. is first, right? And your pain, you know, equals your rise. And I remember thinking, God, if only that were true, right? You know, of course, I didn't say God at the time. I went, spirit, energy, like, <laughs> you know, because um, you know, I couldn't say the word God. And, Sorry, I had to laugh. No, it's hysterical, right? Like I literally, and there are people just like me right now, like people, there's people probably listening to me right now who have that experience. Like, you know, the word God, you know, I can say energy, I can say light, I can say, you know, universe, but the word God is just too loaded with our religion or too loaded with all the things we placed upon him or it or whatever you want to call, you know, whatever you want to believe it, you know, God is. And it's just too painful to have a relationship with God because, again, for the next 20 years after my parents died, God's test was too big. And I didn't trust the guy. I didn't trust God. So saying the word God, he was was not trustworthy. He he asked too much of me, you know. And um, so as as Marianne's talking and as I'm going to the course, I was starting to just love the spirit, you know, like I was loving spirit, you know, and, um, and the fear versus love thing really resonated with me. And I really became a devotee. I, 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 I read it incessantly. I would go once, twice, three times a week and, and listen. I, I probably have 120 Marianne Williamson tapes and that's all I listen to. So every day, all day, in the car at home, I would have my cassettes, I'd done them with cassettes, you know, cassettes and put them, you know, uh, in the car when I was working, whenever I, all I did was listen to those tapes because I knew there was freedom there. I knew there was freedom there and I was determined to find it. Yeah. And, um, so, so, so literally it's, it's that practical application, right? Listening over and over again, you know, it's like people can download us talking right now, Jennifer into iTunes and put it on their iPhone or their iPad or their computer and just listen to it in the background. It's over and over. It's that repetition over and over, over and over. And I just listened over and over, over and over, over and over. And then um, uh, Marianne quit lecturing and I, uh, she wrote a return, return to love and she was no longer lecturing. And so I was guided to go to Agape International Center of Truth. Mm-hmm. And it was there that Reverend Michael really demanded, you know, he demanded more of me in a way mm-hmm. in the sermon mm-hmm. for, for me to go higher. Right. And um, I remember really struggling and, uh, you know, just, I didn't even, I didn't like him for six weeks. Like I was like, ah, no, you know, so I so used to Marianne and I just kept going though. I, you know, I didn't like, I, I didn't like him, not like him, but I didn't like how he, preach the first six times, but for some reason, I just kept going. Like, I was like, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going. And then after the sixth time, I realized, oh my gosh, he's speaking from such a high plane. And so I started taking the courses at Agape, and it was during one of the courses that I remember very vividly, as if it was this moment, driving home and wrestling with God. You know, they say wrestling with God. I, I literally wrestled with God. And I pulled over my car and I was literally driving on the freeway just overcome with the conflict within me of wanting to be close to God, wanting to surrender to God, wanting to love God, wanting to be part and parcel with God, yet can't, you know, not being able to say his name and not being able to really get over that line. Like, you know, I, by this time I had, you know, forgiven my mother, forgiven my father, but it's like God was still on the other side of that line. And on the way home, I pulled my car over, and I, you know, seriously, I can't say it any other way, but I wrestled with God, and I, and I don't know how long I was on the side of the road. Like, I literally was on the side of the road in Los Angeles, California, of a major right. freeway. 
you know, I was literally on the side. I could not drive. And I, I'm just like going, God, God, why? You know, like, why? I love you so much. And why? Can't, you know, I, you know, I just, I just got to keep you on the side of the line and I can't trust you. And, and, and I got to the point in my wrestling with God because I, I wanted to have my relationship with God back. But again, like I couldn't trust him. And so I, 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 I remember how it felt back then is that if I walked and crossed that line, if I truly forgave God, if I truly forgave God and really followed the Course in Miracles to the deepest level possible, then I would have to know, you know, I'd have to admit the name of God. I'd have to say the name of God. I'd have to, I would have to cross that line. I could no longer deny God. And, and, and how that felt for me was that the last time, remember, that I was in love with God and that we were one and that we were like buddies and my Jesus pamphlets was before my parents died. And so for me, saying the name God literally invoked within me that somebody would die. Like literally in my cells, I had a cellular memory, like people would die. And I remember being in my car going, okay, God, okay, okay, you know, like you win. Uh, I, if my family, if everybody has to die around me, I can no longer deny your name. Like, I cannot not say it. I, I have to cross over. And I, I was just crying, 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 because I truly, every cell of my being felt like I was putting my family to death. Like, I, literally, I thought, you know, on some level that I was keeping them alive by blaming God. And that if I didn't blame God anymore, that's, that he would then have permission to test me again. Right? Ooh. And... That's Where I really got was a, yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was. I mean, and being in that car with that wrestling yeah. and feeling my love for my family, my sisters and my nieces and nephews. Now my, there were more people and, and having more people in the family wasn't a good thing to me because there was more people who could die. So as my, as my sisters had babies, this was, you know, not necessarily, I mean, yes, I loved them, but it was also more scary because more people could die. And, and so I, I remember just going, okay, if they have to die, so be it. And really believing it, you know, not on one level going, well, I know God will not do it. No, like literally I had on a cellular level, I had to believe that it was okay if they died, if cause I could no longer deny God. And um, I remember just walking on eggshells on one level, you know, and on the other level just falling deeply, deeply back into the arms of God because of, because of the because of the foundation of the course, and my deep, deep, deep um, awareness of fear versus love, and all the study that I had done, and my deep, deep desire to have nothing between me and spirit, and not being able to say the name of God was in between me and the deepest recesses of my being, and uh, my willingness to no longer deny any part of my heritage or any part of who I was or any part of what God was, even it's you know even the name. So I left, I drove away from that experience, connect, you know, reconnected to God. And um, the Course in Miracles to me is the foundation of my, my truth because I do believe that fundamentally it's, you know, when it gets down to it, it's fear and love. And, and people have told me over the years that my book, Fearless Living, because, you know, most people when they read the Course, it can be very you know, heavy, weighty at times, you know, depending on your, your level of you know, right. that material. Yeah. And, you know, I, I don't know about everybody else, but, you know, I sat in the teacher's guide forever because it was Q&A, and I was like, oh, this is good. I can do the Q&A. <laughs> I, can I love it. I can yes, me too. Right, right, right. I tell people Q&A to start awesome. with the manual. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was just, just awesome. Do the Q&A, right? And um, I just remember thinking that I can no longer deny God and that I did have to fall in love and that fear versus love. So people have told me that my book, Fearless Living, is really the beginner's guide to the Course in Miracles, right? Because I teach people how to master fear in human reality, right? I I teach people how to kind of bring the Course into practical terms, you know, in the fear versus love, you know, like what is fear, right? So, yeah, I've, I've been so blessed that I have had the opportunity to write books um, for practical application, for human reality, for us on our spiritual path, but dealing with the real world. And that's what I love about what you do, Jennifer. You do the same work. Like you and I really are kindred spirits yeah. um, because, you know, you and I really do see the practical application of the course rather than just a spiritual 
uh, you know, the spiritual study. view, yeah, the spiritual study, really how to apply it in this world. You know, so that is really what fearless living is about. That's really what I devoted my life to. And that's the gift God gave me um, in my own way. Uh, the fearless living was channeled in, in my own way. You know, I, you know, how do I know how to master fear? How do I know, you know, how do I know this? And it was really um, downloaded to me. It was really handed to me by spirit itself. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told you that story, Jennifer, of how my book came to me and how, my, how, my, how I started on my journey was a real awakening um, as I was studying the course and being a, and literally I would read the course every day. I would listen to Marianne's tapes every day. I mean, like I, I literally, that was my foundation. And um, I was working with uh, somebody. Um, I was, I was, I was working with a client of mine. I was a own my own public relations firm at the time, a small one. You know, I had just a few clients and helped small based businesses build their business. And, um, I had, you know, as I'm talking to my client and my client's talking back, as my client's talking, all of a sudden the heavens literally open and I'm downloaded every answer to every question I've ever asked. Why spiritual people, you know, seriously, why spiritual people can't make money, why, why people that have money are perceived as not spiritual. Like every single money, spirit, you know, any question I ever had, it was like, Right? Um, you know, people, you know, would label that the Acacia Records, perhaps, you know, you know, I, I don't know what it is. You know, they didn't say, hey, these are their social records. They didn't say that. Um, they just, blah, 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 blah. and then the heavens shut, and I just sat there. You know, my client just was still talking. My client was still talking, right, and had no <laughs> idea what just happened, right? And and I was, like, freaking out inside, going, what the hell just happened to me, right? And so I ran to my spiritual practitioner at Agape as fast as I could. And went, oh, my God, this happened to me. What do I do with this? Right? Because I literally remember being downloaded all this information and, and literally, like, turning around and looking on the couch, like, this information must not be for me. Right? This can't be for me. Right? Like, there's somebody else in the room this information's for. And I looked at my client, and he was oblivious. And I remember thinking, are you kidding me? Like, this is for me? No, God. You have the – what is it? No. Like, this – no, God. You're the wrong person. Like, point your arrow somewhere else, right? This is not, you, what? Why are you giving me these answers, right? Rhonda, you're going to, I'm going to, uh, where it's time for us to take a break. So I, I'm, I'm totally enwrapped in your story. So as soon as we come back, we'll pick it up right from here. And just want to remind everybody, you're listening to Rhonda Britton and I'm Jennifer Hadley. We're talking about A Course of Miracles, Walking the Talk, and Living the Love on Unity Online Radio. We'll be right back. Wellness expert, Dr. Michelle Robin on Healthy Living. In the game of wellness, there's some basic habits that you need to embrace in order to live a well life. In her book, Wellness on a Shoestring, Robin shows you that complete wellness of body, mind, and spirit doesn't have to cost a fortune. Client Eddie Penrice turned his health around with Dr. Robin's Seven Habits for a Healthy Life. I've got to say my body just embraced the change. Besides feeling better, looking better, thinking more clearly. Many of Robin's seven habits for a healthy life are simple and free. She offers tips and shares real stories from clients like Eddie, who've incorporated the habits into their lives and seen the results. You can make this change by being convicted that you will do it, that you don't need anyone else's assistance or help to do it. Make this the year you get healthy. Discover a low-cost, attainable path to feeling better than ever. Order wellness on a shoestring today at www.shopunity.org. Somewhere, tucked away in the Unity Library archives in Unity Village, Missouri, you can find a secret treasure. They are the scripts from Unity co-founder Charles Fillmore's early days on broadcast radio. The teachings of Unity's founders, almost a hundred years old. Now, for the first time in history, you can hear them through the power of the Internet. Join Bob Brock every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Unity Classic Radio, Words from Our Past. 
Discover the wisdom of Charles Fillmore's talks and of other Unity Radio speakers read on the air again. Call in your comments and questions as Bob and his special guests revisit Unity Radio talks of the past, along with historical background from the early days of the Unity movement. That's Unity Classic Radio. Words from our past. Every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, right here on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. You've been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we've got Rhonda Britton with us today, and her website is rhondabritton.com. She's got wonderful materials for you there and free stuff. I'm inviting you to go and and get that. And also to let you know, uh, Rhonda was the first teacher in the Living A Course in Miracles uh, series of 16 classes. She gave us a beautiful class on how to really work with fear and move into love. It was very practical. And uh, you can get those downloads. The opportunity to listen to it, it for free is gone, but you can get those downloads there at livingacourseofmiracles.com. And we have at Living A Course of Miracles, we have a Facebook group and Rhonda has been active in that Facebook group. So that's another way that you can connect with her. And so you were in the middle of telling us this juicy story. You got this incredible download, uh, all this insight, and then you were like, now what? Yeah, yeah. Run to my practitioner at Agape and ask her, like, okay, I just, this happened to me, and I'm not sure what I'm supposed to do with all this. And she, like, literally looked at me like, well, you're supposed to, this is your, you know, because also with the download, I really heard that now you have to share the download, right? Like, you just don't get the download for yourself. I'm not downloading it for you, you know, per se. I'm downloading it for you and everyone else. And so you now have to share what you know. And I was like, mm, yeah, I don't want to listen to people's problems all day. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. Like, what are you, crazy? And, um, you know, and, 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 you know, this is the thing that, that's so great about God. And I know we know this on, a, on, a, on some level, but it really is true is that God so knows us better than we know ourselves, and God so knows what will make us, turn us on and make us happy. And uh, so as I'm with my practitioner, and she said, this is, you know, this is, this is your task. God is giving you the assignment, and he wouldn't give you the assignment unless you were ready, so you're ready. And I was like, but I'm not ready. She's like, yeah, you, you kind of are. And I'm like, no, I'm not. She's like, yeah, you kind of are, right? <laughs> like, God wouldn't give you the assignment if you weren't ready. And so it took me about... It took me about six months to surrender, Jennifer, like to really start, you know, surrendering to this new, Yeah. you know, like, oh my God, God wanted me to share this. Like, I'm supposed to tell people and I'm supposed to do what, you know? So, but, but the great thing is that I was already at Agape, I was already becoming a practitioner. I was just a little bit away. I was actually in practitioner training and I, I took practitioner training, not because I wanted to be a practitioner, but because I wanted to keep learning. And so, you know, God was like, he, 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 I got her in practitioner training and now she has to use it, right? <laughs> and, and so, uh, thank goodness, thank God, you know, he's very smart. And, uh, you know, so I was already a trained, trained practitioner mm-hmm. and I started then sharing what I know on my last year of practitioner training. And by the time I uh, got out of practitioner training, I already had a thriving practice. I was already speaking and I was already teaching. So... Um, it really was the course that's my foundation and, the, and, the, and, and it really, you know, resonated with me and it kept me, it definitely kept me focused and motivated what Marianne had, Marianne had said to me about, well, Rhonda, your deepest pain is, will be your greatest rise. That definitely was something that I kept in my mind um, forever. Still think of that, still 
think of that phrase when I'm maybe in a human reality uh, feeling in a funk, right? You know, when fear is having, you know, coming coming to court me, right? Coming to to, to wanting me to to you know follow it. Um, and and I'd like to just point out because I can feel Rhonda that. That rise, now you've been on television for many years now, very, very successful, four books, uh, and you've trained, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of life coaches. So there's all that success in the material world, but that's not what, what she was talking about. The, the success and the rise is you rise in God. Uh, at Agape, uh, Reverend Michael and Ricky wrote a song called I Rise in God, and it's rising in your awareness, rising in your vibration, rising in the opening of your heart, and uh, what you were saying before, in, in order to have something, uh, like to really own that teaching that you downloaded. So you, you downloaded the files, but in order to activate them and run that software, so to speak, you had to be willing to live it. You had to be willing to take it on. And uh, in the course, it says, um, uh, one of the main teachings is to have, give all to all. So that's what I, I just, I want to point that out, that it's it's not about valuing the material success, the success in the world. Rhonda has risen in her awareness, in her heart and mind, and that is the success she's talking about. Absolutely. And, you know, awareness is, you know, the currency, so to speak. You know, that yes. is, you know, awareness is where what brings joy. Awareness is what brings peace of mind. Awareness is 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 the greatest gift that we've been given. And where we as human beings embrace that awareness is our willingness. Even when we're not willing, you know, you know, or, or, you know, even when part of us is kicking and screaming, you know, I, I teach that, you know, I don't care how many willingnesses you have to say, like, I'm willing to be willing to contemplate in the future to be willing. Maybe one day I'll be willing, but right now I'm not, but maybe someday I'm willing to be willing, right? Like, I literally, when people come to study with me and they say, well, I'm, I'm not willing. I go, well, is there one tiny, tiny, like little, little piece of your hair willing? And they're like, well, yeah. I go, you're here. You're calling me. You're, you're in my class. You're reading my book. You know, you're on my Facebook. You're, you're getting the five lives. I think there's some part yes. of you willing, right? Otherwise, you wouldn't be in my presence, right? And, and they're like, well, yes. I go, so that part is what I'm talking to. That little tiny speck of willingness is what I'm talking to. And you on a human plane you know, where you get to expand your willingness is just to literally even say, I'm willing to be willing to contemplate being willing one day in the future, but not now, but I'm willing to be that willing. You know, that is all God needs. All God needs is willingness. You know, he doesn't care if you're kicking and screaming. He doesn't care that you don't get it. He does not, he does not care. All he cares is that you're willing and that you start walking. You know, you start acting as if it's true, right, that willingness and you are building your awareness in that willingness. And that awareness, you know, I was just talking to a client yesterday about that subtle, the subtle shift in awareness. It, it expand our world 10, 100 fold. It's that moment of awareness that gives us the space inside of ourselves, that space of love, that space of freedom, that space of peace. You know, it's, it's, a, it's awareness. And so, you know, how willing are you to be more aware? And when you have that awareness, you know, we can, you know, it's easy, it can be easy to be frightened by it, like, because we have this awareness, and now it's like, oh, my gosh. Um, and <laughs> staying, you know what I mean? Like, okay, now we're yes. aware, oh, my, you know, oh, oh, crap, right? Now we see everything, right? <laughs> then you can't more, hide. Right? Yeah, right, you, you have to follow hide. the guidance. You have to follow the guidance. when If you pray to hear the guidance and you don't follow it, uh, yeah, so you have to. I, yeah, absolutely. You know, my, my, I, I'm, I'm in the middle of writing a book called God is a Nag. Right, God is a nag, and, and you know, once you <laughs> surrender to God, right? Like the God, God's a nag, right? Like it's like, like a, like this a water dripping, like water torture, you know, yeah. willing, 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 right? So, so, so I know that I'm willing. I know that I want. I, I know that I want a relationship closer to God. I, I, I want to, you know, just embody it more and more and more. And awareness is is where I get to find out who I am, where I am and expand into that freedom more and more and more. So it's a subtle awareness 
that 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 gives us permission to be who we are. That 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 willingness to step in. That willingness to uh, to apply what we know, or to apply to what we think we know, or apply in complete faith and not even know that we know. But all of a sudden, Jennifer's talking and Rhonda's talking, and they're saying this. So, you know, my motto is: if you can't believe yourself right now, if there's a part of you that right now doesn't know if what we're saying is true, believe us anyway. You know, for the next three days, believe us anyway. For the next seven days, believe us anyway. And and just say, I'm willing to be willing to hear that Jennifer and Rhonda have come from the other side and that there is another side and that and that and that, you know, embracing a relationship with God and being willing to be willing to see and experience love is the pathway to myself, is the pathway home. You know, I don't, I don't think God wants us to fall more in love with God to get us away from ourselves. I think falling in love with God and having a relationship with God is actually a request to love ourselves and to deepen yes. our experience of who we are. So yes. it's never about leaving ourselves. It's always, always about embracing ourselves. Always about Amen. being more us, you know, and that's the good news. It is. It is. It's 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 loving ourselves, loving everyone else, and seeing that unity of all life in all things, in all situations, all circumstances. It's the it's the ultimate challenge, and it brings unlimited benefits. All else will be added unto you. Uh, it's it's we've got the last minute here. I'm going to pray us out. The hour's gone by so quickly, Rhonda, and I want to remind everybody, RhondaBritton.com. She's got lots and lots of videos, tons of stuff at YouTube. I really encourage you. She's so inspiring. Take a look. And it's time for us to put our hand on our heart again and take that breath of gratitude and uh, be so grateful and so thankful for the willingness that we have, to the willingness to listen to the radio show. The willingness to say yes to love in any moment. This is the key. We have the key. It's pre-installed. We give thanks for it. We accept it fully. We let it be and we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. And so it is. Amen. Thank you, Rhonda. Thank you, Jennifer. I love your work. I love you. I love what you do. And I, I just, I adore you. I adore Jennifer. I love her. <laughs> it's mutual. All right. I'll see you soon, Rhonda. I love you too. Thanks, everybody. Have a great, great week. Happy 4th of July.